0: this is the true story to
1: find out what happens. what happens when people stop being polite start getting sometimes i really wish i was a rapper <laughs> For my own beat. Um, i want to welcome 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 everybody to another episode of the real world um finally got the chance to have somebody on that's like my podcast brother uh we connected through my homie steve uh he swears he's the dopest point guard ever but um even though i call him something different i don't know if he wants me to use his government name uh i got my man dj in the building uh he is one half of the crew minute warning um i think we're gonna have a great time Please give yourself a little you know what I'm saying introduction thank you
0: thank you man i'm I'm so glad to be here. I, I think I've told you several times or I've asked you several times like hey when I'm in the area, can I get on the show? love the show uh, and I, I just want to let you know I appreciate you for letting me uh pick your brain when it came to uh, just getting the podcast started and things like that. so I appreciate you being here we we're, we're going to have a good time Nah, I'm excited about this one um I know the Crew in Warning
1: is a sports-based podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't normally touch sports because I feel like there's ESPN and a bunch of people that are better than <laughs> me at it. Um, you happen to be one of them. Uh, but here was an angle that I thought of specifically that related to sports um, that kind of popped up this week. A lot of times we hear about loyalty mm-hmm. and how franchises treat players, how the fans treat players when they leave. Uh not that I want to specifically get into the merits of the trade between Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan, but from a loyal PT perspective, how does it make you feel when you see people that are actually traded like they're effectively trading cards? Like, this is a basketball card yeah. thing. Yeah, You now have to uproot your life and go to a different place.
0: Yeah, I think for me, uh, understanding that it's a business, because one, I think that phrase gets used a lot. This is a business. At the end of the day, blah blah blah. I think people say it a lot. I think people hear it a lot, but I don't think people actually take it, you know, a hundred percent that you know this is a business and this owner has to do what's best for his team. So does this other owner. So I don't have a problem with um, those mega trades or those blockbuster trades. Um, the issue that I did have was. DeRozan felt like he was owed something and I just I, I don't think so like you're an NBA player you're arguably a top 15 a top 10 maybe player in the NBA like I don't think you're owed anything from that standpoint now man to man I don't know that relationship that he had with the ownership there that might be what he's talking about but from you know player to executive NBA I do I don't see there was nothing wrong with it
1: not my devil's advocate moment but here's Uh something that I'm thinking whenever you hear the phrase it's just business yeah why is that always used in context of usually being something negative to you like um if we put that in a corporate America world as long as you know you work for Microsoft Microsoft is you know multi-billion dollar company that brings in billions of dollars of profit a year their profit margin slips we have to now let you go yeah that's just business. It's
0: it's like it's equivalent to the no disrespect, but that, that, that every time you hear that something disrespectful comes following. Agree. <laughs> <So it's laughs> like, no disrespect. But and I, I just it's that. And I think it's a cop out to a point. I think it's, it's the easy road. You can say that and, you know, it has many different interpretations and so, you won't have to get into the real reason why, in this instance, you got traded. Um, and I, I just, I know we weren't going to touch on it, but I think he got traded because, you know, they need to do something different. Sometimes you need to shake up. I'm not you, mad you at You do. That. I mean, right. when you fire the coach of the year, you can't feel untouchable, in my opinion. Um, and, and more details came out about it. And so, it's just... It's an awkward situation, and of course, as the player being moved, you're going to feel in your feelings a little bit because, you know, you signed this this big contract, your family's probably there. Uh, I know he has a daughter there that, from everything that he said in interviews, she loved Toronto, which Toronto's a great place to love. It's, I love Toronto, um, and going from Toronto to San Antonio will be different, but, um, I don't know, you're back in your home country, you're closer to your, your home home, so there's some wins. So,
1: I look at the people aspect of it a lot more than I do the basketball one, because I agree. From just a basketball perspective, I get it. Yeah. Um, I think that there's this certain, It's a let's just look at it this way a lot of times we always expect players to have the ultimate loyalty to team. Yes. But we don't necessarily have that loyalty to them. Yeah. Uh, if somebody tells you to your face, Hey, this is what I see going to see happening. Don't worry about it. And in, uh, DeRozan's case, the GM told him, we're not trading you. Yeah, And then, you know, uh, Masai came out and said yesterday, "Hey, uh, we thought we were fourth. Yeah, Yeah, we thought we were fourth in the running for this whole thing to happen. We didn't think it was a possibility. Something changed, you know, as things kind of went on. We had to put you on the table. I know you can't have a conversation with a guy like before you do things like Mm -hmm. this, but I think that's the problem. Yeah, it's the um, the sincerity that's lacking when people hear these words. Yeah, you want me to give you my all." But the moment that you know things don't work out, you're gone.
0: Yeah. What? Well,
1: and I mean, you're you're a
0: college level
1: athlete, yeah. so you get
0: this. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 an awkward situation. Uh, even thinking on my level, when when you change coaches and it, it's just it changes the dynamic. And so, in this perspective, you know Dwayne Casey is gone. He's he's no longer with the team team finished number one in the Eastern Conference so it's just it's weird and but I think it's like you said like there had to have been there's some relationship established between um the the GM there and DeRosa and some kind of way those lines got blurred um I'm not buying everything that that messiah is it Messi or messiah? I'm Masai Masai not buying James. everything that he said yesterday because I think he's just doing some damage control. Sure. Uh, but it just—it's an awkward situation. I—I—I I, I, I almost wish that this wouldn't have been made public. Agree. Just because it—it it makes both sides look bad. Um, from the 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 raptor side, this isn't going to make players want to go play for somebody they feel they can't trust.
1: And that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, it yeah. all comes down to trust. Oh, yeah. Why is trust the one-way street? Yeah. Especially in sports, um, as fans, we've been conditioned to feel like you know, once an athlete has served his usefulness, like you're no longer good, you're yeah. no longer that guy or that dude. Yeah, we should just get rid of you. Yeah. What about the human aspect of that? Because at, yeah, at work... Man. Yeah, I was going to say at work. Yeah, because if I'm at work and I know that you might not be performing like you normally do. Something might be going on in your yeah. life. Yeah, you know, we could pick you up. We can kind of carry you it away for a things, while. We can work it out. Things, yeah.
0: Right. Why don't we feel like this no. about somebody else's career? People separate the the sport athlete from, you know, the the other side of the, the real world or so. If um, you think about it. I mean, you, you kind of have to at some points... Like, for instance, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. I love the Lakers. That's my squad. Will always be my squad. When Kobe was going through his, his troubles, I would have to tell people, like, I like Kobe the, the basketball player. What he does off the court, <laughs> I don't condone. So I don't. you're able to do that. I, I was able to do that okay. back then. Um, now it's, it's a little harder because you have more insight to players' lives with social media and stuff like that. And so... Um, you're seeing that, hey, you know, although they can dribble a ball and all that really good, they have interest in, you know, Katie, you know, wanting to get up there, the Acorns thing, like, you're seeing these other interests, and you're like, oh, well, they are just like me, so it's, it's a lot harder to separate yourself now, yourself now, uh, but back then, I think that was, what, 2005, 2006, Kobe had that whole scandal. Right. Um,
1: so, are you saying that you're a... a um for instance, just crazy, but do you like R. Kelly? Because <laughs> how do you separate the two <laughs> the when you said like, that?
0: Man, it's, it's so crazy because I've had this talk with, with my wife and, you know, when somebody goes through something like Fab, one of my favorite rappers of all time, when he went through what he went through, I was like, all right, baby, we can't we can't play his music for a while. Yo,
1: I got killed for that, bro. I was like, I love Fab. This is my favorite rapper that's
0: currently still active. That hurt me. And what's terrible is like, I don't know, you probably like, I sometimes put my music on it's on shuffle. And I've got Fab albums like all through my phone. And so one would come on and I just kind of like, uh... And so the way somebody put it to me is like, I'm also a Chris Brown fan. I love, his, I love his albums. I stopped playing him for a while, but eventually I came back to him. So it's just... I with, think Chris
1: Brown is the greatest entertainer of this generation. Bro, he is period. so talented. Yeah, right. I'm
0: so upset I missed his concert in Dallas. I was out of town. Uh, I, I, I've i never seen him live. want to see him live. I think he's super dope. He's a great artist. Um, you know, he's going through his things, which we all go through some things. So I, I just... Yeah. We'll and see, that. that's where, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a
1: constant argument that I have on my podcast. And I don't want to say an argument, but it's at least a discussion. Yeah. Because where's the line that you draw on why we stop supporting people? Yeah. And then once you internalize it and realize we're all flawed in certain ways, yeah. When do you want people to stop supporting you for something you do? Yeah. Like, that's the you could have done something, and I'm not putting anything on you. I don't know. You, you hit a dog. Yeah. Dog lovers. Come at you heavy, yeah. and you know, like now they no longer want to support. It. And you are like, I didn't mean to hit the dog. Yeah. The dog ran into my yeah. car.
0: Like, you it's know, what that I'm saying? thing you remember um, some years ago. There was some parent was like telling an athlete, you know, you are supposed to be a, a role model and all this. And as the, the athlete said, Well, I didn't ask to be a role model. I didn't, you know, you as a parent, you got to parent your kids. Oh, that's Charles Barkley. And it was it Charles? Tra- yeah, that's okay. Charles Barkley. And and I see both sides of it. Um, like as an athlete, you do have to live your life, but you also have to know like um, with this you know luxury that you have, some responsibilities come with it. Uh, and it's, it's unfair. It's not. But I do also I'm not a parent, but I also understand like as a parent now and today more than ever, you have to parent. You have to tell your kids, hey, so-and-so might be doing this. So-and-so might be wearing this, but y- you can't do that now like you. You're not allowed to do that, and here are the reasons, and however you, you wrap that in a parent message, you're supposed to.
1: So, I'm not a parent either, right? Yeah. But
0: I do feel, and I'm not a
1: star-level athlete. Yeah. Uh, hoop dreams died in high school. <laughs> um, I still play ball now, but I always felt like I got to carry myself a certain way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even when I speak on certain things. I feel like I have to do it just in case because you never know who's yep. watching. Yep. So, everybody kind of backing off the I'm not a role model. Eh, yeah, yeah, but do you want your little cousin doing the same dumb shit that yeah, you're doing no. right now? No. Like, no. let's be real. No. Like, there's a certain way that you can look at that and not necessarily think that I have to always be perfect. We don't expect that, yeah. but I don't want to embarrass my mom. That's, my goal that's in it. life yeah. is to never have my mom feel embarrassed based on my actions. Yeah,
0: that, and that's just so with me, it's. My last name. Like, my, my papa let us know, like, hey, you know, I worked hard to keep this last name, you know, clean. So now it's, it's your turn to do the same thing. Right. And so that legacy, yes. as something, you know, if, if I'm blessed with kids, that's something that I'm going to pass on just because, I mean, I, I don't want to see my kids or people, my cousins, my, my family in the, the news, the media, or on social media for the wrong reasons. It's just 100% agree. So, back to your question, R. Kelly. Um, I haven't listened to R. Kelly in a while, but he has some hits, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I, I do some DJ as well. And it's like, again, you got the R. Kelly catalog. That's, if we're talking just music, R. Kelly's catalog is up there. Like, it is. Man. And so, like, I'll scroll through, and I'm like, man, I know I could kill him with Step in the Name of Love. But. He was the hit
1: maker <laughs> in, like, the early 2000s? Yeah, oh, Pied yeah. Piper. Yeah. Man. When, think about that. My man had child accusations and called himself the Pied Piper <laughs> on record, and we all were like, yo! Hey. <laughs> that was, like, my college era. Man. I remember that, like, crazy. Man. Um, the Chocolate Factory. T.P. P2. T- sorry. sorry. <laughs> nah, dude. R.K. <laughs> makes you reminisce about some good times, man. Um... So, you're a hooper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the video that went viral. Oh, no, And this didn't. happened
0: in Virginia. Which uh, I, I was shocked. I was actually expecting <laughs> this to be somewhere down south. Me too. Uh,
1: guy calls the police on somebody for getting a pick that he yeah. thought that was too hard. Yeah. Gentleman then has to explain to the police <laughs> what happened
0: at an LA Fitness. So, <laughs> The first thing, as I because I, I, I read the story first before seeing the video, reading the story, I thought like Top Flight came out, not like the actual. Cops, like. <laughs> <laughs> so when I clicked on the video, I'm like, oh, these are the <laughs> for real. Cops. This yeah. is the you know of the world. Cra- this is the. I mean, the guy came and he had you know his bulletproof vest and all this on. Yeah, like, all the tactical equipment for a basketball game. Like, come on. I I wasn't expecting this. In Virginia I wasn't expect i I've never played with anybody that has felt the need to call the cops because of a uh, an illegal screen now you might I could see like if that screen said and you know you guys exchange words some punches were thrown and you feel like your life is threatened like you might i've never I've never been in those situations but you know I've played basketball since I could walk so I've been fouled sometimes that, I mean, I've been fouled hard sometimes, but I've never felt that I need to call authorities or anything, only because with basketball, that person has to come down and, and play offense, too. <laughs> so, exactly. And and I got five, six fouls to give, too. So, I'd be, I mean, and I'm not a dirty player, but I'm also not going to let you punk me.
1: So, that becomes one of my biggest questions. Can the guy that called the police ever come back to that gym?
0: No. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. he can. And if he comes back, he he his next or whatever is. Oh, I'm not his, respecting his that. Form. You can't play with me. Oh no,
1: you can't play with me. No, yeah. Um, I, who hasn't been fouled? There are times I don't like it. And you even do the fake hold me back with. Oh it. yeah. Everybody acts like they want to fight. I don't really want to fight. I'm just pissed off at the time. And you can't punk me. Yeah. So now I gotta act bigger than what I want to. And then somebody gets in between you guys, and then that's yeah. it. Like. I think the last time I even saw like a, a pseudo fight yeah. on a basketball court, like one guy tackled the other guy. Oh, no. And it was just like, <laughs> we're pulling them apart. We're like, really? Like, <laughs> you know, you could have just hit him. You, you tackled him. You don't want to yeah, fight. We're no, grown. Yeah. I got to go to work on Monday. That's the thing. I, I don't need a record.
0: Yeah. I don't need anything. The way I see it now is when people like have little scuffles. I think now that it's just them trying to catch their breath. <laughs> they're winded and it's like i know if i stop and complain about this foul or whatever i advise me a minute where i could just just kind of coast my, yeah. my heart can slow down <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely the coast time when somebody starts complaining oh, a yeah. lot yeah. yeah or if somebody says they got injured or something like that and they just you're like how and you just see them over there they're just catching their breath man. we
1: haven't done the fake injury thing yet usually like if you see a guy on the ground who used to be me. Like, I have Steph Curry ankles, so oh, I no. spray my ankle yeah. all of the time. So, you see me in the ground. My friends are like, dude, again, I can't do anything about it. Now, yeah. they're pulling me to the side, just kind of like, hey, gotta
0: get the next guy in for this game. Like, sorry, bro. Yeah, I, I used to do that in college games. We played at UCLA. We played UCLA, and I, mean, I, I was playing the whole game, and I just, I was tired. <laughs> and I go up for a layup, and dude, like, he found me, but like... I made it like I sold it. I was like, oh, I'm falling out. And then I'm just laying on the ground. My coach comes out and he's like, You're all right. I said, Yeah, I'm just tired. And so he's like, All right, just lay here for a second. <laughs> and the referee is like, All right, let's go. So I get up go to the free throw line. And so, knowing that when I watch games now, especially in person, when we go to the Mavericks game or something like that, I tap my wife and I'm like, Hey, he's not hurt. He's just tired. Watch. And she'll be like, how'd you know? I was like, Cause yeah, I it's a Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> Hoop
1: 101. Oh yeah. Um, so you alluded to being in Dallas. In Dallas.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's it mean to you to live in the South? For me, being from the South, living in the South, it's, it's home and it's a level of pride that I, I take with me. Um, it's, it's comfort, all of that said, I, I'm not the guy that's like, you know, Texas over everything, like, you know, fuck everything out, like, no, like, I like Texas because, you know, my memories, my childhood, my things there, like, I I like that, Um, but I think, you know, it's cool to go, you know, to come up here and see the difference in things, or even going up to Chicago, seeing the difference in things, for when I stayed in Illinois for a little bit, the thing, the whole coke soda pop debate was a big thing and the the y'all versus you all do you say sneakers or shoes i say shoes everything's shoes okay everything is shoes um i think the only time i use sneakers is when i say somebody's a sneaker head like that's it but shoes shoes are everything and i everything's a coke Like everything, like you can be like, hey, give me that Coke over there, and somebody be like, this Sprite. I'm like, yeah, give me that Coke. (laughs) I didn't know
1: that it had that kind of like brain recognition. Yeah, yeah.
0: I um, I've gotten away from saying you all or from y'all to saying you all, just because I know it. When I'm in meetings with people from everywhere else, they just get so hung up on y'all. Y'all's not a word. And I'm like, well, in the South, y'all is yeah, a, a word. Yeah, it's a word. But you time. don't
1: have like a heavy Southern
0: drawl. So... No, 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 no. I, I, my parents are from Louisiana and um, California. So it's it's tough to pull from either of those. I'm, I'm kind of a mix of everything. Um, yeah. I, I, I know some people that I've known all my life that lived in Texas. And they have the slow country twang, And I just, I've never... Never had that. But I can tell the difference when I'm talking because I think my pace is that of the South. Um, and then when you talk to somebody from the East Coast, uh, they talk a little quicker. They get to things and, you know, I can keep up or whatever. But I know my most comfortable way that I talk is is Southern. Yeah, I, just I, just love it, show, yeah. I love show, man. I love the food. I love everything about the South.
1: So being a black man in the South, I feel, is a little different <laughs> from being a black man here. It is. It um, is. We talk off air about this kind of stuff, and we even kind of mention it as we were kind of doing just kind of like pre talking and just chatting. Uh, you have the situations where you have, I guess, like pool pass Adam.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, was the, it
0: Permit Patty? Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: uh, what was the? This even happened in Texas where the cop basically chased the black girl down, kind of threw the black girl down the head on the bikini. Yeah,
0: that was actually not too far away from right, where, which is yeah. what I'm saying, like Dallas. Um, yeah.
1: First off, what is it with, uh, I guess, black people not being allowed in pools in Dallas being a thing? (laughs) Um, And kind of second, how do you navigate these kind of things? Because, you know, you're like 6'1", unapologetically black, like you got the beard going. How do you move in a way that allows you to still be comfortable in being yourself But also be safe, and you're not necessarily involved in anything like that. Like, now, if you guys are hearing me, you can't see DJ. Again, regular guy. uh, So it's not like he's out here, like, on the corner slaying rocks, (laughs) but never. This is why it's so interesting, is because even somebody like you has to worry about it, because I feel the same way.
0: Yeah. So I will say in Dallas, like, and I I think this isn't even specific to, to Dallas, it's just being a black man in America today. You've got to know how to, to move. You've got to know, you've got to kind of think two steps ahead. So if I know I want to do, you know, this, I got to think about, well, who's going to be there? You know, what does my image, wearing my clothes like this or wearing my hat backwards? Like I've got to think about those things. It's unfair. It, it is, but that's that's where we are in today's, um, today's world. Um, I, I don't like it, but I know if I think and try to, out think you know whoever is going to be there and I, I think about those things kind of do some forward thinking. It's gonna make my night or my day or my evening or whatever go a little more smoothly. So um, the whole pool situation it, it's funny. I, I almost forgot about that. So much has, has happened since that. Um, but it's just it's, it's tragic. You got people that are, you know, being put behind this badge who are afraid and for me you can't if you if you're afraid of things if you're afraid of life you can't protect and serve because you're going to do the wrong things like body slam a young girl at a pool party like, it, it just it doesn't make sense to me and so with me knowing that you know i'm from that area not too far from where that incident happened i know that i have to have my head up. the when i have to you know do right um and, and i, I want to say look right but kind of look right um but that's so subjective and it black. is it is I mean and so the beard is is a it's it's been a conversation because this is my first time having this like I've had it for almost a year now I go through phases where I hate it I love it I hate it I love it um but it's did one Did you of grow a, up
1: because everybody else is growing beers now?
0: Yeah. Okay. Rick Ross is a big influence <laughs> yeah, on my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. I'm not even gonna lie. Yes, I did. I was a, a goatee guy, but you know, I was like, let me try this. And so, um, yeah, I think this is about as long as it's gonna grow. Uh yeah, but I don't it's it's looking the right way and it, I use that loosely, so don't kill me for that, but um if I know I don't want any issues, I have to think about that stuff. And like I said before, it's, it's unfair. It's unfortunate. But I still need to think about those things. Just as I'm going to think about what I'm, I'm putting on or whatever. It, it comes with the territory. Being black in the South is tough. It always has been. And I, I wish it would improve. But it at the rate we're going, it's not improving much.
1: It's difficult when I hear those kind of statements. Because um, I don't disagree with anything yeah. you said. Yeah. Uh, even, you know, living in D.C., yeah, there's a certain image that I have to project for yeah. people to take me seriously or to think differently of me. Um, people that
0: don't know you. Yeah. Because that's uh, the same, like, uh, and we talked uh, like a month ago and we were talking about kind of perceptions of, of black. And so I grew up where I was one of maybe five, six black kids that went to to my high school. So my core friends that I grew up with were white and they're still, you know, my best friends. And so they know me, they knew who I am. They know my, my beard is nothing but just me trying to grow my facial hair. It's not anything um, negative. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, doing anything. They know so I, I don't worry about them. I am so appreciative of them and our fr- friendship that we've had over the years, but it's it's the others that don't know It's the people that haven't had any interactions with black people It's you know those type of the, those type of, of people that you have to worry about and think about because those are the permanent patties those are the whoever else the the nicknames of you know that's who I'm more concerned about trying not to. Um, Ruffle their fe- feathers. I still want to go. I still am gonna go out and have a good time. Uh, those are the people that know me, like DJ's gonna do what he's gonna do. Like I- I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna stay safe and you know, make sure I'm an upstanding citizen and you know, doing what the law says I can do. But I'm. I've also got to think. Okay, well, I know this persons or these type of people are gonna be at this venue, so. I need to stay in my in my bag over here.
1: So, I feel conflicted about a, a lot of that. And I say that just because um, a lot of times people tend to, and like you said, that are kind of, that don't know you, they tend to look at you and judge you based on an appearance. Oh, for sure. So, we have a, a certain, like, archetype because we're black. Uh, we seem like we're hip hop. We, you know, yep. uh, you're wearing your fitted hat. Um, well, it's not a fitted, it's a snapback. But like, if you have on a hat, oh yeah, some jeans, whatever. The assumption is probably not that you're, you know, a corporate executive where you yeah. do these things in corporate America. Um, even growing up, a lot of times, something that I struggled with was, you know, uh, I sounded different than I looked. Like I grew up in the era of baggy clothes. Yeah. So, if you had, you know, some Sean John or some Rockerwear jeans that were like a size 38, that's like two sizes too big. <laughs> like, I think Jay said on a line, um, uh, 38, but really I'm a 36, but without the gun I'm thin, with the Gattis, like with the, when the gaddis tucked, I'm fat as fuck. So everybody that I knew basically wore these super huge clothes. People assumed that I was probably like... Hood, yeah. Or that I'm like some kind of hoodlum. They literally listen to me open my mouth, and you would just see all just of that dropped. kind of go away. Yep. Right. And a lot of times, you know, people tell my mom, like, oh, your, your son, he speaks so well, or you I get hate these things. That. I hate that growing up. Yeah. I even I, hate it now. Um, and there's this perception of, uh, e- even as a black person, you not being black enough because yeah. of the way that you speak. Yeah.
0: That I am that classic person. Yet, yeah, that, I cannot stand that. And people think that's a compliment, but for me, it's it's I. That's me. That's you telling me you thought I wasn't gonna be able to speak the English language, um, and it just it's it's not a compliment. It just it shows me what you assume when you see my when you see me or people that look like me. So. Yeah, they, and I
1: mean, you, I was gonna say you have the the double whammy going. You play college
0: basketball, yeah. so oh, yeah. people are probably, like, oh, you're stupid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You're a dumb oh, job, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's also. My mom did a great job of bringing us up. You know, we couldn't come in the house with C's. We we couldn't. You you you're grounded if you have a C. Uh, you couldn't play your sports. You couldn't play video games. You couldn't go outside if you have a C, and you know. It, it, it shaped me because it made me take my education seriously, or more serious. Uh, and I, I was a type. I tried her from time to time. Uh, I think I came home with like a seventy-nine or something, thinking, "Oh, she'll let me make it as close enough." No sir, <laughs> no sir. Go <laughs> grab some of this bitch. Word. Oh yeah, she sat me down um, a couple of times, and she, she wasn't a type that would, you know, sit me down and leave me at home. She would make sure that I travel with the team. And that you really and, and just. I was couldn't sitting play. on the bench. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your mom doesn't play. And she would show up to those games. And I remember um, we, we played at a school that was a distance from us, so, man, like an hour from us. And I'm thinking, there's no way she's coming to this game. And so in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm bring my clothes. You know, she probably didn't talk to coach, so I'm going to just slide in here. I get to the game, she's there. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, she was she was she was hard enough on me to where now when I'm in my now that I'm in my thirties, I understand what she was getting me prepared for.
1: Nah, salute the mom for that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that enough parents oh, yeah. are doing these kind of things yeah. now because I feel like this generation is crazy, and I guess we Love always it. feel like that every generation after ours is crazy. Yeah. But like the kids now are nuts, and I
0: I feel like I beat up on them a lot, and nah, I try not to. These kids are nuts. <laughs> when you see the challenges, the have you seen the um the Tide Pod challenge where they try to eat the little Tide yeah I was killing these kids for a while yeah Yeah. I don't understand I don't understand this
1: kids are doing everything for the gram yeah and they think that something that will send them viral is cool I think us being parents in this generation is gonna be hard yeah it's so much harder
0: now yeah what was I'm trying to I always try to think back like and compare like the Tide Pod challenge to something that was going on in our and I don't have anything like no yeah, so
1: that we're like one, we didn't record it. Yeah, so anything yeah. stupid that we did, yeah. nobody will ever know. Yeah. Um I just think that because that you can literally put anything on video right now and yeah. share it with, you know, the world and it can literally go viral like that. Yeah. You gotta be super cautious on how you move. Like I don't even like really being filmed a lot of times, like you you go out and people are kind of like on Instagram or yeah. whatever, and they're kind of scanning the room. Like, no, like, I'm gonna put my hat down. Like, I don't, I want no parts of whatever yeah. you got going on. Cause <laughs> so somebody will recognize you and it's like, yeah. what are you doing Why here? Why are you wait. here? Yeah. Right,
0: like, wait, wait, wait. It's like, all these questions you don't need. Right. Yeah. My wife, we were at uh park, and you know, it was, for me, it was lit in there for a Thursday. And you would see so many people just walking through with the camera, with the phone, you know, on IG or whatever. And my wife is doing this, ducking. The- and yeah, I feel her. I'm like, That's what, what I'm doing? doing. She's like, I don't know these people. I'm like, ah, well. Now I'm, you do. Yeah. You're in their story now. <laughs> I was like, just scroll through Instagram later. You'll be there. You'll be on their story.
1: Even years ago before Instagram really became a thing, um, you remember when people were running around with, like, handheld digital yeah. cameras. Yep. Yeah. They're posting the photos on Facebook. Yep. I've refused. If I did not know you, I am not taking pictures. Yeah. Like, if I see you in photos, I'm putting my head down, hat, whatever. <laughs> I just did not want to be that random person. Like, hey, who's this guy, like, in the corner of your yeah. photo? Like, what is he
0: doing? He's minding his business. Because, look, like, like, that's when I see pictures or people will send me pictures, like, my older brother sends me pictures of stuff all the time. And I, I, I see whatever the focal point is But I also look in the back Because I'm trying to figure out you know, Why were you here? Why is this person? <laughs> right. Yeah, And I don't want to be that random guy
1: Like they're circling the head Like, yeah, oh, like, look at what this dude's doing Look at yeah, his face like, right now yeah. I'm like, you caught me talking like, <laughs> Now I look crazy to the world Yep Oh, man Um. Got some questions for you That are basically uh, born from you being down south. Yeah, let's do it uh, You think that common courtesy is dead People down south are
0: just nicer than we are. Yes. Yes. Um is common courtesy dead? I don't think it's dead. It's on life support. Um because in areas you still do see um you know the, the holding of the doors for the ladies and um things like that. Things that I was brought up to do. So I, I yes, hold a door sir, no for sir. My girl. Yeah. yeah, my you know, uh any woman. Like, yeah, I don't even need to know you, I'm gonna hold your door, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's crazy. We were somewhere, me and my wife, and I opened the door for her. We were at the mall. Open the door for her, and this dude just walks through. And I'm like, bro, like, what? Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> and so, like, it's it's not dead. It's on life support. I think it can come back. Uh, it, it's just being aware of things, like being a good person. Like that's it. It's not. It doesn't cost you anything. It's not gonna. Take you any time to open that door, or to say hi, or to smile, and and things like that. So I, I don't think it's dead. I think it's it's kind of the lost art.
1: You think that's because I mean we've been so conditioned. I mean we just kind of talked about social media, where a lot of people focus completely on that, or kind of isolating themselves from things. So if they're in uh, public spaces or environments, a lot of times like. Uh, if you ride the subway for instance yeah. if you're in a train yeah. most people got headphones on mm-hmm. they don't want to talk yeah uh they want to be in their own oh, kind of yeah. space um so a lot of times people just aren't aware of things that are happening where yeah. before you didn't have anything to stimulate you yeah. you just it was your environment like you could read the paper but that was kind of it i think it's also like
0: i don't know if entitlement is the right word or because even even because I, I have my headphones on everywhere. I'm in the grocery store. I'm I'm everywhere. I don't want to talk to anybody. But I, I just <laughs> I just don't. I uh, when I'm at work, I have my headphones. Like so, like, but I know like right from wrong. I know common courtesies, and so I think it's I, I don't know. Like the disease of me is something. I think it's a book or something like that that my my coach in college read to us some excerpts out of it, but. It's it's that like everybody wants to be this thing or this famous something and they lose sight of like the little things that make a big difference in people's lives. So the the saying hi, how was your day? The, you know, nice to meet you, the handshakes, the all of those little things that we were raised on. I, I don't know if parents aren't teaching their kids that or what but it's it's definitely you you see it in pockets and even in the south it's not as big as it was um when I was a kid I remember you know my parents making sure like hey you open the door you know when you know a a female's getting in and out of the car um you know you open the door when you're going in and out of a restaurant and just the way you greet people the you know yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am all of that it's it's gone so, I,
1: one of the reasons I was thinking about this as a topic, um, and just for us to touch on, a lot of times when you interact with people and you get the typical greeting, like, hey, how are you? And then that's just their standard and they're in Coast Mode. And then I'm like, my day was okay. Like, yeah, how's your day today? Yeah. And then they kind of look at you startled, like, "What do you mean? Yeah. Like you're asking about my day? Yeah. 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 Like I, it wasn't a surface question. Like I hope everything's okay. Yeah. Like life is good. <laughs> and it's such a shock that you see this from people yep. now. Like people are always telling me, like, I don't expect that from people. Yeah. Like everybody's, you know, zone like you said, like that laser moment.
0: focus that it doesn't make sense. Like I understand being focused, but you also have to be cognizant of other things your surroundings and stuff like that sure yeah um do you ever greet people in your car when i say
1: greet like you give the wave <laughs> to say thank you when people do nice stuff for I, me.
0: so i'm from the south but i feel like in traffic i drive from like somebody from the east coast so, oh, this- so yeah you're the person that they're like <laughs> yo yeah, we'll flip a bird. not, not like you- as not as bad but you know i i have no problem. i'll switch lanes without you know, putting the signal on or whatever. That's no problem for me. But the wave, I don't ever, I do it when I'm in the car with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, oh, I'm this nice job Okay. And so, uh, but when I'm not with her, I I don't, and I don't look for it from other people. Uh, My thing is like, if you can get over in front of me, like by all means, do it but I'm not gonna like hold up traffic and let you like roll out the red carpet like that's just that's not me like I have somewhere to be as well (laughs) Uh, but and I also say like you can do whatever you want behind me like You cut those people off You can do whatever you want But Oh so
1: you're the dude That's not letting anybody in Oh no No (laughs) It depends on my mood If I'm on a good mood I don't care Like Like if I You know I gotta go Yeah
0: like you know Like the zipper If your two lanes are merging It's like you let one Let one Right Like those are the rules Like we see the, the The sequence Right So keep that sequence up Every now and again You'll have somebody That tries to get two And you're like Bruh Like you know the deal, right? Like just One wait, head. yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's You're gonna get there. So stuff like that, that that frustrates me as a driver. Uh, but I don't look for the wave, but I also don't give the wave.
1: So. so I'm the driver, and here's the worst thing that I do. I'm gonna keep it real. I always drive to the front of like the traffic like issue. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Like so if there's some kind of merge, I'm not waiting in line. Like uh- <laughs> I'm driving right to the
0: front and I'm just keep somebody in. in and I'm just gonna you get in uh, where you fit in. I, so there's times I do that. Um, no, it, I do it, that every me, time <laughs> With the open carry in Texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that yeah. little yeah, it, you, you get the situation Where yeah. people are
1: pissed off and yelling at me But I don't have to worry about getting yeah. a shot
0: yeah. one of my, one of my, my wife and I we, I mean, we talk all the time, obviously But she said this to me And it made the most sense um, And today, more than ever You don't know What the other person is going to do Whereas in, like, thinking 10, 15 years ago, you cut somebody off they're just gonna give you the finger and you know, you're moving on. Flick you off. You're move on. Today, they might chase you down, shoot at you, and it's just like all this over a you know a signal that I didn't put on and it's so true and it's so sad to see that's where we're at. And so again, recognizing that also I have to, you know, make sure my actions are in line with, you know, if I do this, I gotta know that anything is possible after this. So that's a
1: I think that statement is loaded, um, and I know we're talking silliness about like cars and yeah. how we do stuff. But do you really feel like the world is that different now than it was, you know, ten years ago? And here's why I say that: Okay, I think that things are reported on a level that we've never seen because of your access to information. Yeah, I think the world has always been crazy. Yeah, we just didn't know about it because I we agree. couldn't yeah, see. Yeah, I agree with that, Mike. I think that, you know, you have all these instances like we mentioned, the the permit patties and these people that sort of harass black people. Yeah. They just weren't on film yeah. now because like literally They're everyone's everywhere. pulling their phones out and having these confrontations. You can't escape it. I, I do
0: agree with you. I think things are you're hearing about a lot more across the world than we ever did. So I think that is a factor, but then I also think it's the invincibility. Like, you know, you go through times in life where you think you can't be touched. I think for some people that lasts, you know, a couple years when you're right out of college, I know it it was for me, um, some while I was in college, just because of, you know, what I was doing while I was in college. Uh, But some people, they just think the law doesn't apply to them or they can get by things and that... They're invincible of, of a lot of things, and so they will try things. I mean, in Dallas, there was a guy, cut a guy off, and dude sped up and got at him at a stoplight, shot him, and just drove off. So it's like, do I is, is that the first time that's happened? No. Is that the first time I'm hearing of it happening? Yes. And so knowing that, that's that where that statement, behavior. I'm like, right. you know, she, this is right. This is true. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: I want to end this with one last sports topic. Uh, Let's do it. This week, the NFL decided to roll back um their proposed anthem plan, where <laughs> you either had to stand for the national anthem or be in the locker room, and they left it up to teams to find you. Um, here's the angle that I'm thinking about this. 't why can't the NFL get this right in terms of how they, they want to maneuver it because you've said this on air off air you're very proud to be an American yeah you've seen some things that I have not seen yeah and it makes that it hits home a lot deeper than it does for you um, than it does for a lot of people so why is it that people that are supposed to be smarter than us clearly have way more money can't hire people to figure this situation out
0: I don't think they want to. Because to me this is, this is an easy fix But I think them getting this right Will relinquish some control That they've had for, for years um, And it, it's just It's a shame that Because it, let me back up You know they're intelligent people They wouldn't be in their roles um, As successful as they are If they weren't um, some level of, of smart intelligence so for them not to grasp the 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 kneeling, what what the kneeling means, for them to redirect that to you know their disrespecting the flag and all of this, it, it baffles me because there's so many so many times that you know they came out and said I'm kneeling because of the injustices in in the black communities, like period. I don't know where the disrespect to the like, I that statement does not find like, I don't find the disrespect in the flag. Sure. I find they're bringing awareness to something that needs, you know, they that needs the, the, the attention. So I, I think it's a level of they don't want to because it's going to uh, relinquish some some control, some power, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, some owners that power is is what they lived for, what they live for. Um, and, and so with that, mixed with you know, the president backing them and giving them the ammunition they need, it's just not a good recipe. It's, it's a recipe for disaster.
1: So what's the issue that, or how do we fix it? Because it sounds like you have an idea of how to put it to bed. Well, you've got to get some people
0: in there that care about people, that realize this is more than just football and you've got people that they only they only like uh dollars they they only see dollar signs and so they're not gonna really see the the impact until their their bottom line is affected and so it's gonna take a while before that actually happens
1: but the nfl's numbers were up
0: last season again exactly (laughs) now i i joke and i said you know, I just moved into my house, got my first media room, got a full projector screen in there, and I was like, man, I, I can't I, I've gotta watch my, my Eagles play and won the Super Bowl, shout out Fly Eagles Fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's gonna take, you know, serious, you know, people like myself to just be serious and, and take a stand. Uh, because I don't I don't think the players are asking for much. I, I don't. So, um, I guess the the fix is. I, I, it sounds easy, but it's one of those things where it's it's easy, but if you have somebody on, on one end that's not truly open and just sitting in a meeting just to sit there and say I met with the players on this subject, that's good enough. Like that's where I I, I don't know. You've got to find something that's going to affect them. Uh, without having to affect their bottom line And, and it, I don't know that that exists
1: Here's a point for you Why don't we give the NBA the same kind of I'll just say We don't give the NBA shit And they have a policy that you must stand For the national anthem We don't have that same complaint to both of them
0: We don't, but we also The NBA also lets them uh, Their players express you know their, their distaste For things that have gone on So uh, The Trayvon Tra- Tra- Martin the, the famous I can't breathe I, the, I can't breathe the Eric Gardner
1: Derek Rose actually started that He never gets his credit anymore Oh yeah he's not a, He was the first person To have that so, t-shirt on
0: And so thing the, He didn't get There was no fine There was no nothing
1: No But it, all the credit Went
0: to LeBron James It did It did LeBron James And there was somebody else That had it on with Because I, I just saw this picture recently Um but I think that's the difference. You've got an owner with the NBA that understands, hey, this is this is what's going on in America, and if my players um, want to speak up about it, I don't have a problem with that. And that's where you have the LeBron, the D-Wade, these, all these guys that are really able to really affect change. They're, they're, they're doing it without thinking twice about the NBA as a league. And when you've got the NFL players who have to think like, well, I have to stand for this or I have to like, it just, it's stupid to me. It's, it's so crazy. And it's even crazier to think that somebody had to lose their job over this.
1: Yeah. The fact that Kaepernick still doesn't have an NFL job. And I'm
0: I'm not the biggest Kaepernick fan. Um, I won't say he's the best quarterback, but I know that He's he's top 30. Yeah. I don't say he's. We can find a, the, the, a team needs him. Right, he is top thirty. Yeah, he the, can the start. For, can, he can start yeah. for half the teams in the yeah. NFL. Oh yeah, right now. Yeah, and um, I think it was last year Marcus Mariota went down. Running quarterback, Gear, that's your starter. The, Deshaun the offense, Watson goes down with Texans. The offense is geared towards running quarterbacks. So who's the first available running quarterback? Oh, Colin Kaepernick, are we going to call him to even give him a shot? No, that's the stuff that, you know, it shows some things that are working behind the scenes.
1: So, um, I, I want this to keep going. Uh, this is one of these so conversations <laughs> yeah, that I, I wish could go f- uh, further. We got to do this again. Um, I'm rushing the ending of this because I know you got somewhere to go with your wife and I don't want her to be like, yo, you told me you would be someplace and now yeah, you're yeah. late messing with Darrell. No, no, no. It's not my fault. We had a <laughs> you, great you episode. A it, was, it was his fault. <laughs> yeah. I am taking credit for that. I know she'll listen to that part. Please accept my humble apologies. Thank you for loaning them to me. Um, again, bro, this is dope. Hey, uh, man,
0: I appreciate you having me on.
1: Uh, please anybody. Um, if you want to hear cool sports commentary, check out the crew minute warning, uh, I've been a fan ever since they got into it. I want to say, what are you guys, up to? 22 episodes now?
0: We are at 22. Yeah. yeah exactly like, 22. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I've listened to all of them. Uh, like I said, this is like my podcast brother. So I just want to see him do well. Um, safe travels when you get back into the rest you, sir. of the city. Will do. Will do. <laughs> and this is, uh, I believe, will be episode 55. And we're out.
0: Yeah.